together. What's going on? Welcome in, and you're watching Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. What's going on, friends and fam? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all the love and support that I've gotten, all the subscriptions, all the likes, all, all that. I am so appreciative of it all, and um, all the personal message especially that I've gotten. I've gotten some really cool uh, messages from friends, family members. Um, you know, I, it's just great that people are reaching out and it just makes me feel good that, you know, someone is actually listening to the show and that some of you guys are actually enjoying it. So, um, that all is an awesome thing and it definitely, that's right. That's right. It keeps me going. It keeps me going guys. We are at <clears throat> episode 20. My goodness. I cannot believe it. Yes, yes. Episode 20. Uh, this episode is called A Broken Man. It's a little bit of a somber type of uh, episode, but the great thing is, is I came back from it, and there's a lot to learn from this episode, especially if you're in your, in your, your young 20s and maybe you're just getting out of the Marine Corps or, or you know, getting out of college and uh, you're in your first, you know, relationship, you know, as an adult. Um, type of thing. This will be a good uh, episode to watch. Um, but before we get into this episode, let's talk about some of the things that we got going on. Now, if you're kind of new to the show, or even if you're not that new to the show and you kind of don't really know how the show works, well, on Mondays, I Mondays or Tuesdays, I try to drop my own personal episodes of my life story. And then on um, Wednesdays, I try to drop interviews with, you know, uh, active duty members, veterans, uh, patriotic people, people that support veterans, um, anybody that's got a great story. I try to drop all those episodes on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, I do have a special uh, called Throwback Thursdays. And that could uh, consist of anything going from the different genres or the different decades. Uh, um, or you can catch me with my buddy Jesse. And we go through the uh, retro games and, you know, and all the different consoles. We started off uh, with Atari and we're working our way kind of through the different uh, generations of the consoles. It's a really fun uh, episode. So you're getting about uh, about three episodes a week. If you're you're uh, tuning into every day is a Saturday with me, myself and I, Brian Roof. Um, but uh, I hope you guys haven't been enjoying it. I really like I said, I appreciate all the love and support. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some of these great interviews that we got coming up and, um, then we'll get right into the show. Let me see here on April 26th, we have Jeff Fraser. He was a U.S. army veteran. He spent a little over 20 years. Um, he started his career off as a fueler and ended as a recruiter. And now he's, uh, got a, um, a clothing company called apex predator outfitters. If you guys have been watching my show as of late and you've you've tuned in early into the show, um, at the beginning, there's a really cool uh, commercial that starts off. That's Jeff's uh, clothing company. It's about a minute long. It is a really cool um, commercial. 
but he also has some really cool clothing uh, lines. It's for men, women, and kids. So go ahead and go check out his uh, website. Go grab yourself some clothes and help, you know, it's a good way to help support a veteran-owned business. Then on May 3rd, we have Captain Nick Romer, an active-duty Marine who has been serving since 2001. He started as an enlisted Marine and then after reaching Master Sergeant, became an officer. He is a highly decorated Marine, and my goodness, he is still serving our great country. Uh, Great stories, uh, great experiences. You guys are not going to want to miss these, so go ahead and tune on in. And um, also, if you guys have been uh, following Jason Rhodes, he owns a nonprofit called Renovet.org. He's been uh, walking from North Carolina to Texas spreading awareness. Um, if you guys love listening to his story, I've been um, you know, interviewing him before he actually left, and I've been trying to keep in touch with him as he's going on his journey. So we just did a follow-up uh, interview with him on April 20th. So if you would love to go check that out, go check that out and go check out his previous interviews and um He's got some really great stories and stuff like that. So without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get ourselves into our next episode. But before we go, let's go ahead and listen uh, from a message from Jason at Renovet.org. All right, let's go. My name is Jason Rhodes. I've been the owner of a successful remodeling company for three years. I've dedicated 85% of the profit from that business to remodeling homes for disabled veterans and first responders completely for free. I have created a nonprofit 501c3 to assist in continuing this work. I am on a mission to bring awareness to the need and to raise money by walking 1,400 miles from Sanford, North Carolina to Austin, Texas. Please visit Renovet.org to learn how you can help. That's R-E-N-O-V-E-T dot O-R-G. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode, episode 20, A Broken Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here we go. All right, so as you guys know, uh, my divorce kind of ended pretty ugly with me catching my um, ex in my house with uh, um, a guy that I wasn't very fond of. So, you know, after all that had happened, it really put me into a bad, deep state of depression. Um, you know, my world as I knew it was changing so drastically. Um, you know, not being a part of my kids every waking moment and stuff like that was uh, wearing very heavily on me and knowing that I wasn't going to be able to be there for my kids, you know, all the time. Um, that was just something that really struck me and, 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 and hurt me, especially because, um, I'm a product of divorce. Um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was a little kid and I just remember so many, um, different, you know, things 
when I was going through it as a kid and my parents being divorced and how nasty it was. Um, so, you know, I just wasn't very fond that I'm now in this position. And I remember, you know, one of the first times um, kind of seeing my kids after, you know, kind of realizing like there's no going back for me and their mother anymore. And that, you know, we're at that level of uh, it's, you know, there's no, you know, no, no amount of uh, counseling, no, nothing could, you know, bring us to reconcile. Um, there's just no way. So um, when I had to go face my kids, you know, here I am, I'm with two little kids, you know, my, my daughter, she, um, so this, the, this is around the year uh, 2009 um, is when um, all this is going down. So my daughter at this point in time, she's five. And my son, um, Austin's like three, maybe turning four, um, you know, uh, but they're very young. And, uh, so, and I had a stepdaughter at that time as well. Um, you know, cause my, uh, ex, she had a daughter, um, from a previous, uh, marriage and, um, you know, I tried to take uh, that little girl in, you know, kind of as my own, but. Um, once we went through divorce, it made things extremely hard on me to even have my own two kids. So taking on a third, especially a, a, a girl, and uh, she wasn't my daughter, um, it kind of just put me in a position where, unfortunately, I wasn't able to kind of take her in. And, you know, I, I wish I wish things could have been different, but I just was in a very bad position, and I was a very hurt person at the time. And so, you know, everything that I was probably doing was a lot out of anger and out of being hurt, um, you know. Uh, but when I had to face my kids and, like, kind of tell them that daddy's not going to be here all the time, I, I, I unfortunately just couldn't do it without breaking down completely. And I did not know how to handle this. <laughs> you know, how do you handle a divorce. I mean, there's no manual on it. I, you know, I like my parents had went through it and you know, I'm, I'm just a kid, so I don't know. Um, and everybody's situation, you know, you hear of divorces all the time, especially now. Um, but everybody's uh, situation isn't exactly the same. And, um, so it's really hard, you know, when you're going through it for the first time and I'm young and uh, like, I'm taking on a lot of stuff, but, it, it, you know, and here I am trying to, you know, be, uh, you know, work. I have this job that's, you know, requires 10 hours a day, uh, 10 and a half hours a day. I got to get up early in the morning. I, you know, when everything first happened, even my employment had suffered. Um, I remember, uh, just driving in my car, you know, and I was in such a, like a zone of, um, just like being so upset that I'm driving and um, a guy that I had worked with, he was driving next to me and, and he just had recognized right off jump that, you know, obviously something wasn't right with me. I didn't look right. And so he's just like, Hey bro, you all right? And I'm just like, I'm just like, no man. And uh, you know, I just break down crying and we're just like literally driving <laughs> on this road. And, um, we can't really stop because he's getting ready to get on to the freeway and I'm getting ready to go over the overpass or whatever. 
But I'm just like, oh, man, my wife cheated on me. You know, I'm just like, I'm losing it. And he's just, oh, man, I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, talking to him later on, I had found out that he had kind of went through something pretty similar. Um, and, you know, it he it's put him into a world of hurt as well. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, sad, you know, divorce stories out there that uh, put, you know, sometimes a really good man in a really bad position and turns, you know, good men into horrible people and, or even sometimes the same thing on the mom side or the woman side, you know, it's a vice versa thing. I mean, divorce changes people and it makes, it, it, it is a rough path and I don't wish it upon anybody. I, I, I would tell you and, and, you know, everybody, you live your life how you want to live your life. And what I'm saying, I'm not no expert. Um, um, you know, I'm just a person who have lived through a lot of experiences. And I believe that experiences are helpful and, and, and can help other people and educate and people and, and maybe them not to make the same mistake. But, you know, I, I, I urge you guys out there to uh, be careful getting married. Um, don't rush into it. There's no rush and getting married and stuff like that because you know and, and then once you have kids especially it gets super hard to go through a divorce and 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 it just turns ugly and there's no reason to get married to get divorced so if you're going through some really bad things in your relationship and and um, things don't seem right don't think that getting married or having a kid <laughs> is a way to fix those things because I assure you it doesn't fix. And I mean, if it, it maybe in some situations it's, it's repaired things and it's fixed things in some situations, but I would say it's a very small uh, percentage on that. And I would say, um, you know, just be careful, you know, get to know the person that you're with, um, ask questions, you know, talk about kids, how you want to raise your kids. What if this happens? What if this happens? You know, find those kind of things out so you make sure you got yourself a ride or die. Or if you've got someone who's like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can handle that kind of situation and, you know, I won't be around for that. So, you know, just make sure you... There's no rush in getting married. And, and you know, I know that our society puts a lot of pressure on us as people, especially when you start dating someone. And, you know, the big pressure is like, get married, get married. And then, you know, once you get married, the big pressure after that is have a kid, have a kid, you know. Um, so, but honestly, you know, take those kind of pressures off yourself. Live your life for yourself and make sure you make a good decision. Don't go getting married because, you know, it's going to make your mom and dad happy and um, or it's going to appease someone else. Make sure you're getting married because it's it's deep in your heart and, and it's a conviction that you want to do. And it's not because you're doing it because uh, you, you feel that you got to do it for your faith or your parents or your, your church or, you know, all these things that people go and get themselves married for prematurely. Um, just be, you know, because, oh, we can't have sex until we're married. All right, well. If you live that life, I don't, I would not um, recommend, you know, going and getting married in a couple weeks just so you can go have sex because the last thing you want to do is go end up in a divorce. 
I mean, how good is that going to look, right? So it, it, it's funny how, you know, people, especially, you know, um, in Christianity and stuff like that, you talk about wanting to get married, get married, get married, get married, pushes on these people prematurely, or these people get the pressure of getting married, they get married and to get divorced. I mean, and, and you're not supposed to get divorced either, right? So um, it doesn't always work out well. But anyways, like getting back to my whole situation and um, kind of how I handled it is, you know, I, I, I definitely didn't handle it right. Um, but I did know that I wanted to make a difference in the fact that I didn't want to be or I didn't want to repeat the same things that my parents did in terms of raising my kids. I wanted to try to do better for my kids. I failed in the, in the sense that I, I um, couldn't keep my marriage. But the other way that I felt that I, I tried to make a difference is that when I had my kids and, and when, cause so we kind of had uh started off where, you know, it was like a every other weekend type of deal. Um, we didn't really kind of have anything in stone right off jump. Um, but it was kind of working uh, through the weekends and me having the kids. And then eventually it got uh, to a point where it was court ordered and I had my kids on the first, the third. And if there was a fifth weekend of the month, I would have my kids. So, um, you know, trying to adjust to that schedule, it was rough. But I wanted to make sure that on the weekends that I did have my kids that I wasn't leaving them over at my parents' house or I wasn't living, leaving them at friends' house. I wasn't, you know, going out and, and, and partying and doing crazy stuff on the weekends I had my kids. I, I didn't really see, like, what the point of that is is because I had my kids about every other weekend. So it gave me the opposite weekend that I didn't have them to go out and go do what I wanted to do. So I felt that it was necessary to spend time with my kids on the weekends. I had my kids and I was, I was even to the point um, where I was pretty strict, even with my own parents. Like when I had my kids, I didn't even want them spending a night over there on my weekends because it's like, man, I only have my kids, you know, shoot, like, you know, what is it like two weekends, uh, uh, two weekends a month and sometimes, um, a th you know, three weekends a month. So, um, I get them what, maybe eight, eight times a month or something like that. I'm going to definitely take, you know, and use my time. Um, so I did try to, you know, like I said, make the best out of every weekend I had my kids, um, and not, uh, put them in a situation that, um, they felt like, oh, my dad just leaves me and, you know, doesn't care about me. Um, but, I, you know, still, even still, um, on the weekends I didn't have my kids, I was, you know, kind of living in a health, in a healthy life. Um, I started drinking pretty heavily. Um, a lot of Jack Daniels, <laughs> a lot of Jack and Coke, um, going out to the clubs, going out to the bars again, um, just, you know, doing things that I had had stopped doing a long time ago. And then here I am finding myself back in that world again. And, you know, just meeting people and, and getting involved in unhealthy relationships that, um, you know, obviously didn't really work out. Um, 
you know, being divorced is it's rough. And when you first get out and you've been married for a while, um, you kind of, you have that sense of like, Oh, freedom or whatever, or, you know, you're working on a hurt heart and you're out there trying to make yourself feel better. So you're just, you know, doing everything stupid and, and trying to cover up the hurt. But, you know, none of the stuff that I did was healthy in it. And all it did was, you know, put me in, in a worse position at the time and probably put my, me in a worse mental health position at the time. But, you know, um, <laughs> I definitely tried to do counseling and, and things of that nature. Um, I got put on, you know, uh, all different kinds of anxiety pills and things like that because I was really um, struggling with sleeping at night and things of that nature. I would be worried about my kids a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, hurt people do stupid things or do bad things. And, and, um, that's kind of a true statement. Um, you know, I was out there living carelessly and, 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 uh, thank God I didn't do anything stupid enough to where, um, you know, I lost my job or, you know, landed myself in jail. Could have, could have, um, I worked a job that kind of kept me somewhat grounded, you know, working in the aerospace industry that required you to have a secret clearance. Well, you couldn't just be out there acting a fool and, um, you know, cause otherwise you lose your clearance. So I was trying to be, you know, a responsible idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the way that I guess I kind of got myself, I, I don't know. It took me a while, I guess, and a, and a couple relationships before I started realizing, like, dude, you're like ending up back in a in a position that you were when you were younger, and you're not you're not young anymore, and you you know you can't keep living this life of trying to go out to the clubs and do all those kind of things. So it, it uh, you know, it was a challenge to not allow myself to get too deep into it and, and, and eventually tell myself, Hey bro, like you're like not doing good things with your life and stuff like that. So I kind of started doing things at my work and getting, um, I got myself involved in like extra classes that were being offered. There was a Dale Carnegie course and, and, and that Dale Carnegie course was actually a very good course for me. And especially, at the time where I was at in my life, um, you know, it started just bringing a lot of thinking and, and the way that you manage time and all these uh, dealing with different personalities, um, just a whole bunch of different courses that kind of were very helpful during the time when I was kind of going through a lot of stuff. Um, my PTSD and everything else was off the hook. I mean, when I first uh, went through this, I, I remember, um, you know, I would say the first couple of months I was at a state of where I would try to go sleep, you know, and I would be sitting there asleep and I felt like I was asleep, but you know, my eyes are closed, but I could just hear everything around me. And obviously I, I wasn't getting any good sleep or good rest. So, um, it, you know, so I ended up having to do like, you know, sleep pills and stuff like that. And 
this is kind of where I really found myself um, getting back into uh, smoking marijuana again. And I know people got their own uh, reservations and, and feelings about it. And to each their own, you're all entitled to your opinion. But um, I had, you know, smoked a lot before I had joined and stuff like that. And um, I, you know, when I was a kid, obviously it was doing it for more of a fun reason. But, you know, I remember it always kind of helping me chill and, you know, and relax and get tired and sleep and things of that nature. So, you know, as I was starting to really struggle with sleeping and uh, even eating uh, there for a point in time where I just didn't even have an appetite. Um, but my anxiety levels were off the chain. So um, that's kind of if, if anybody has watched my 420 special, <laughs> if you haven't, go check it out. It was kind of fun. Um, but I had gotten recommended from a buddy that I was in the Marine Corps with. And he was just like, hey, dude, you know, I know you're going through a lot of shit. And and, you know, I think that. You know, you smoking weed can really help you, you know, level you out. And he's like, so he's like, he kind of gave me a recommendation to go seek a doctor so I can get myself a little prescription uh, card. Um, so that's exactly what I did. I, I went down, made an appointment. It was down in San Diego. I had to do a couple hour drive to go do it one day. Went and saw the doctor, kind of gave him, you know, my whole, uh, all the things I had been going through, all the things I had, you know, um, been through and all those types of things. And, um, he was like, yeah, you, you're definitely, uh, um, a patient. So went ahead, wrote me up like, uh, it's like you get like a little card and then that card allows you to go to your local dispensaries and, um, buy stuff. Um, this was way back when, uh, marijuana in California wasn't legal. Now it's legal. Uh, you don't need the doctor recommendation anymore. But back then it wasn't. So uh, get the doctor's recommendation and then boom, go check out my first dispensary. And <laughs> if anybody hasn't tried and gone into a dispensary, go check one out. It is kind of cool. It is like, it is crazy to go see all this weed and stuff on shelves and jars, you know, menus. And then they got all these different, edibles and food items it's it's just crazy and every single shop around they're different and they all have their own little you know uh personality to them it's 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 a really cool experience but anyways go in the there get myself you know some weed and that's when i found out wow um you know smoking marijuana um or weed or reefer whatever you want to call it um started really helping me and it helped me uh, at a mental state it helped me from a physical state and i was able to sleep you know a lot better so that's when i found hey man you know i i actually prefer you know smoking marijuana than drinking and taking pills and all that stuff because um, i'm not one to like i don't like feeling nauseous i don't like feeling sick i'm a very violent puker um i've gotten like black eyes from puking and stuff like that from you know, drinking way too much, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I really thought that, you know, or think that marijuana has helped me tremendously and, um, I wasn't feeling sick anymore. I was able to eat. 
I started being able to sleep better and, you know, I started feeling better again, you know? Um, so it helped me process through some really rough and difficult times. I know not everybody, you know, is like, Oh man, you use that kind of to, to mask it. Well, whatever, maybe I did, you know, uh, but it definitely helped me through the time where I was feeling horrible and, you know, it was just affecting me physically, emotionally. I mean, everything. I needed something to help me through the time. So I would say that, you know, if you are struggling, you know, with mental health and you haven't really ever tried, you know, trying marijuana and you don't like to smoke it, there's edibles, there's pills, there's oils, all kinds of things that can definitely help you, um, you know, with your mental state, if you have lost appetite, feeling queasy, you know, all those types of things. You just got to make sure you get yourself your the right strain and things like that. And when you go to a lot of these dispensaries at times, there's like the their bud tenders or whatever. They're very helpful, you know, and, and they can lead you along the way. You call, hey, I'm having this kind of experience. I'm, I'm you know, my, my back's hurting me. My stomach's hurting me. Whatever's hurting you. And they can kind of lead you down the right path and say, hey, you know, why don't you try this? I think it will really help you here. And also, I mean, there's a uh, CBD, which, you know, is another um, as it, they have done some research on this stuff. And it has clinically been proven to help people in a lot of things with arthritis, pains, stress. I mean, so, you know, look into the different things and, and things like that. Maybe it could help you, maybe not. But um, it definitely has uh, helped me and uh, helped me process some of the, the, the worst times in my life. Uh, but, you know, um, with my kids, so we'll kind of talk about my relationship with me and my kids after the divorce. Now, unfortunately, you know, uh, I think I re my relationship with my kids definitely changed um, and not for the better. I would say that uh, I was up against a lot, you know, um, her, their mother, even though she was the one that cheated on me and stuff like that, but she just, um, was really good at bad talking me. And I know I reciprocated the same at times too, because, um, I would just be so upset and I couldn't, you know, I'm not good at biting my tongue. I've gotten better realized, you know, I'm, you know, I pop off at times, but you know, I, I know with those, my two oldest kids, um, my daughter now is uh, 18 and my son is now 17. Um, I know with them, I, I wasn't the best of dad. I, I could have been way better. I, I looking back at it, know that I was a super hurt dad. And, um, I was, you know, it, seeing your little kids and then coming over and, and, you know, little kids don't understand things and they say things and they can hurt your feelings at times too. Um, without, you know, knowing they're hurting your feelings. Um, but you know, it's, it's rough because little kids, they just don't understand. Like, why is mommy and daddy fighting? Why is mommy and daddy not together anymore? You know, those things are rough for kids to understand. And so, um, you know, you know, with my kids, I try to, um, now that they're older, I've tried to be way more, um, communicative with them, try to talk to them. And, you know, I'm definitely working on my relationship with them, you know, because one of the biggest things in life, whenever you 
realize you've made a mistake, the only way for you to make up for that mistake is to admit it. Admit that mistake. Say I was wrong. I did. I fucked up. I, I you know, <laughs> because the only way you can move forward is you gotta you gotta sit there and and, and own that and and say, man, I messed this up, but you know I want to do better. And, you know, the realization's got to be there. And it's helped me, you know, be a better parent to them. But it's also helping me be a better dad to my six-year-old. So he's got a better chance in life of having a better daddy, you know, from from six years, you know, from when he was a little dude all the way up to being adult versus, you know, now my kids are getting a better dad out of me now versus when I, when they were younger, when they needed me the most. And, um you know, that's the part that kind of breaks my heart a little bit is uh, not a little bit. It breaks my heart a lot is that um, knowing that I, you know, I wasn't the best of dad I could have been for them. But, you know, all I can do is try to be the best that I could be now. And, you know, I love all my kids to death. But anyways, guys, I'm going to go ahead and cut this episode here from here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit of a somber one, but don't worry things get better in my life. Um, that's for sure. And so then the, the next and upcoming, um, episodes, they'll definitely be a lot more on the upside and, and, and how we start moving forward and getting ourselves out of the funk. But I want to just say, once again, I thank each and every one of you guys for watching and tuning in. I can't uh, express my appreciation enough. And until next time, urgh.